eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Coaches are losing their minds out here. Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 27th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Fun episode today. I promised yesterday we would be talking about Texas Tech's opening, and we sure are. Jarrett Johnson from Inside the Red Raiders, which is 24-7 Sports' Texas Tech site, will join us in a few minutes, fresh off the Sonny Cumbie interim coach introduction press conference, and we're talking about expectations for Texas Tech and, and why fans don't trust A.D. Kirby Hokut anymore, why they fired Matt Wells midseason, and whether that was the right move, and whether... It's a uh, Jeff Trailer versus Sonny Dykes stare down for the job out in West Texas. And would either of those coaches say no? Sonny Dykes, the SMU coach, was asked about it on Tuesday. He said, look, we're focused on getting ready for Houston, and I'm not ever going to talk about other jobs. I just don't think it's fair to anybody. Look, our guys are excited to play. We're focused to play. We know how big of a game this is for a program. No one's worried about anything other than Saturday night. It's not quite a denial, but why would you deny anything that can get you leverage? Speaking of leverage, Penn State's James Franklin, uh, it was reported late Monday night that he had switched agents and had now taken up Jimmy Sexton, the big, bad Jimmy Sexton. Uh, CAA represents at least 11 of the SEC head coaches. He's um, an iconic figure in college sports as a power broker, as an agent, as a, I don't know, a a, a god, really. Uh, He controls probably more than you could ever imagine. And so for James Franklin to switch agents on October 25th with the LSU job open and the USC job job open, I, I think that's a little stinky. And in fact, with the big Ohio State game looming on Saturday on the heels of a bad loss to Illinois, Coach Franklin didn't seem very locked in at his Tuesday press conference. Our our producer, Lance, has stitched together two things. First, Franklin's going to incorrectly refer to Ohio State as Illinois, and then he's going to call Ohio State's Horseshoe Stadium uh, the big house. You know, again, I think that's a fair question. Obviously, you know, we're we're trying to be focused on Illinois and talking about Illinois as much as we possibly can. Obviously, tremendous challenge uh, going on the road to the big house. Doesn't seem locked in. Seems like he might have one foot out the door. He's had a long week, though. I get misspeaking. I get the burnout aspect of everything. I can only imagine the stress he's under. He probably has been up all night thinking about the Illinois loss, and that's why it happened. So it's bad. It's a bad look. I think it's fairly explainable. I think the Jimmy Sexton thing happening and then coming out this week, come on, something something's up. So I, I think I think Penn State fans would have loved for James Franklin to respond to rumors of coaching 
moves elsewhere in the same way that Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, did on Tuesday. He got angry about questions and rumors linking him to the USC job. Here's a listen. Guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. I got one of the best jobs in in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? That'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? Mike Tomlin's the best. Saying there's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Wondering why anybody's not, nobody's asking about Sean Payton or Andy Reid. Look, even if Mike Tomlin got fired by the Steelers, which shouldn't happen, give him a, let's go get another quarterback for the Steelers. But even if that happened, he would be hired by another NFL team within 72 hours. It's one of the best coaches in football. He's not going to USC. He's not going to college football, period. You think, you think these big time coaches want to deal with NIL and transfer portal? We've got big name college coaches trying to get out trying to get to the NFL. It's not happening the other way around. So anyway, all that's to say, silly season is upon us earlier than I can ever remember. Makes for some really fun college football content. Don't worry, later this week, we're we're still going to be previewing Florida, Georgia, and all of the other big week nine games. But this is a good coaching episode today. So I'm excited for you to listen to Jared Johnson talk about what's going on in West Texas. All right, fresh from Sonny Cumbie's press conference as the interim coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders, Jarrett Johnson joins us right now. Jarrett, we'll start with this. Did you agree with the decision to fire Matt Wells midseason? Hey, hey, first off, thanks for having me on. But, uh, you know, I did, actually. Um, personally, I could not be a bigger fan of the man that Matt Wells is. But in terms of wins and losses, I mean, the record is what it is. 13 and 17. There were some games this year uh, where the team simply did not appear to be prepared to play. Now, I know that doesn't all fall on Matt Wells, but I mean, the buck, you know, did stop with him. Uh, The Texas game, the defense couldn't even get lined up. That certainly didn't help, you know, and they were already at a disadvantage playing, uh, you know, UT and Austin. And then against TCU, it was very, very frustrating. Uh, in terms of the strategy, the game plan, the effort, all that. And then there was an unfortunate uh, coaches show of all things where Coach Wills was asked a simple question about, you know, what he liked about Lubbock and, you know, which should be a slam dunk no matter where you're at. Uh, You should be able to sell their program and and where it's at uh, and have that ready. And he fumbled around with that for two minutes and it became a big deal here in Raiderland in Lubbock. And then uh, followed that up by blowing a 14-point lead against a Kansas State team that really just quite honestly isn't very good either. So I was not surprised at all. Yeah, I was working on a college football overtime for Chris Hummer this weekend. And I had Texas Tech. I had that game written up at halftime, man. I was like, yeah, jumped out all over Kansas State. <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, because <laughs> I didn't. I know Texas Tech football. I was like, nope. I was telling people in the press ball, I was like, this, this isn't over. Uh-uh. Like they they could uh, easily blow this, man. They did. The uh, coaches show. I got I got to know. Like, did he did he come to a conclusion on something he liked about Lubbock? <laughs> it, the uh, host. Uh, Chris Lovell, he's a good dude. He's, you know, with a rival side, but he's a good dude here in, in Lubbock. He he hosts the show and he helped him out. He finally just said, the people are is what you like. And, you know, and Wells was able to recover and, you know, but the damage was done. I mean, it was, uh, it just, it looked and sounded awkward. And I think people normally make, you know, make a bigger deal of those kind of things than what they are. But it was in this particular case, it was as bad as like the fans and the message board and everything, you know, what people were saying. All right. So, 
the best season by a Texas Tech head coach was Cliff in 2013 at eight and five. I could go a few directions. I could go like what Kirby Hocutt, what the confidence level in him is making the right hire. I could go who is the right hire. You know, what's the expectation for success? Let's get, let's start with Hocutt. Uh, I was reading your message board. The, the fans feel like there's not, my sense from the fans is there's not much faith in him making some sort of hire that's going to get Texas Tech back on the Mike Leach track. And granted, things have changed. And, and I do want to also get into the fact of like the Big 12 changing, how that could affect the coaching search and, and the perception of the, of, the, of the program as a whole. It's a very proud program out there in West Texas. But is Kirby Hoka, does he have to make the right hire here? And, uh, and, and why do fans think he won't? Yeah, those are good questions. I thought he had to make the right hire with Matt Wells. And I actually asked him in this press conference when he was announcing the coaching change, you know, because he, uh, it wasn't like manufactured. He said himself, I was there when he hired Matt Wells, that this was his hire. He went out and, and got Matt Wells and I called it Lone Wolf McQuaid. He went all alone with McQuaid on everybody. That was after I felt like he stayed with Kingsbury two years too long, which, look, Kingsbury's doing a great job at Arizona, and I'm as happy as anyone, but I was here, and even Kingsbury himself said he didn't recruit. I mean, the roster was in shambles by the time he left. He was here two years too long. So he made that mistake, and then he went and got Matt Wells, which didn't even last three full seasons. So honestly, I think most athletic directors, that would have been it. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. You don't get a third opportunity to hire a football coach after two failures but you know the basketball program our national championship uh there's that on his ledger the baseball team is a you know a national power uh, they won a national track championship so i mean there's that but football is what drives everything and bottom line is text football has been terrible for the most part since kirby hoke has been here so i would have thought that wells would have been his last but he has good relationships with the president and the chancellor and all the powers that be here in lubbock which definitely helps him and yeah, I'm, I'm as skeptical as the fans are about his ability to just because of his track record. I mean, look back at Miami, he didn't have a great track record either. And then, you know, Kingsbury was kind of like, that was going to happen. I don't want to just go, you know, I, I didn't like the extension he gave him after the first year, but uh, Kingsbury was going to be hired. There was just, that was, no matter who the athletic dir- director was at the time, that was going to happen. So I get it. I think he held on too long, but He's, he's one of Tech's favorites, you know, Kingsbury is. So I, I kind of get that. But then Matt Wells has not worked. So, you know, obviously didn't last three seasons. So, yeah, I mean, I have concerns. Now they're going to do a search committee with a couple of the regents and the biggest, like, uh, you know, money donors basically are going to be on part of, or part of the search committee, along with Sammy Morris, who was a All-American fullback here and played for the Dolphins and Patriots in the NFL. He's back and serving in various capacities for the program, and he's going to help. And then another, like a deputy athletic director, Tony Hernandez, is also going to be on the committee. Now, no one has really made it clear how that's going to work, but ultimately it's still going to be Kirby Hokut who submits the suggestion on who they think should be the next head coach to the president, the chancellor, the board, and all that. So we'll see what happens. Who do you think it should be? Who's, who's, who's the first call? I got a few names in my head. I've got Jeff Trailer at UTSA. And I've got Sonny Dykes at SMU, his father. I mean, we're just telling the listeners this because you know this. Uh, Spike is a right. legend. Uh, the, the late Spike Dykes was a legend at Texas Tech. Are one of those two your first calls? I've actually reported on Inside the Red Raiders that they've already reached out to Jeff Trailer through you know intermediaries. I I don't know exactly who it is in each camp, but I mean 
very good sources, multiple very good sources that it's happened and that there's possibly mutual interest between Jeff Trailer and Texas Tech. So timing because it's in the season. I mean, they know they're trying. He's trying to do something special there at UTSA, which that's a mouthful in itself, right? So I like Jeff Trailer. That's who the first target is. Uh, Sonny Cumbie has an opportunity. I mean, they're playing Oklahoma and Norman. You win that game, which sounds impossible right now. But if you do, again, anything can happen. Then I mean, that that makes national news. That goes a long way toward him getting an opportunity, I think. You know, you still have three games against currently uh, three ranked opponents. They have one of the toughest remaining schedules in all of college football. So uh, he's going to have his hands full there. But, I mean, if he does win a couple of these games, I mean, he makes a pretty strong uh, case for himself. And I know there's some influential people here in Lubbock that really like Sonny Cumbie and would like to see him become the head coach. So, and then Sonny Dykes. Yeah. I, you know, three years ago, he was kind of talked about as a candidate and I don't know if he really was, um, but I like him a lot more now what he's done at SMU. And, you know, I've seen the way they recruit, I'm from the Metroplex, of course, so I, I pay attention anyways, but also some of the recruits that Tech and SMU go after are, you know, are the same. And what they've done in their branding with matching with Dallas and the recruiting and all that has been very smart. It's been very intelligent. So I, I like that uh, the idea of Sonny Dykes coming back to West Texas a lot more than I did three years ago now. And those are really, you know, we, we do these hot boards, you got you come up with a lot of names and everything, but those are the two names I've heard so far earlier in the process, of course, along with Sonny Cumbie. Have you heard anything on one of the Brileses? No, only from fans. If Kirby Hokut is still the athletic director, I can say this with 100% confidence. If Kirby Hokut is still the athletic director and they hire, especially our Bryles, but either of the Bryles, then he was forced to do it. But, you know, it was like, well, then you can, you know, it was either like hire them or you got to, you know, pack your stuff, you know, because so, he doesn't want to do it. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine art. At least that would be, that'd be. Too There's a lot of people out here that want it. And it, it. It's not shocking now. It was at first, but there are more people than you'd, you'd think that would like to see Art Browse be the head coach uh, at Texas Tech. And that, you know, that's, that's kind of frustrating for me, uh, to be honest, but Hey, you know, they're fans and they're tired of losing and Art Browse for all the considerable baggage he's won everywhere he's been at. Yeah. I mean, like in, Three years we're going to see NFL fans like ask for John Gruden. So it's just, it's just, that's just how fans. Yeah. It's true. No, yeah. I feel that. My last question for you can we like walk through explaining, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, maybe this is just a straw man, but anyone who says that Sonny Dykes or Jeff Trailer would say no because the Big 12 is not what it was and it's harder to, to recruit to West Texas and it might be to recruit to SMU or San Antonio. And if they're kind of the same conference level, then what does it matter other than the money? Am I an idiot for saying that's a possibility as to why someone might <laughs> well, say I think no. that's way overstating it. Now, when this all first happened, like that was kind of a feeling, you know, I think they were proactive and, you know, when you say to somebody, okay, you're replacing UT and OU, with Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU. It's kind of like, mm. but then you look, I mean, those programs aren't terrible. They've made some some noise. BYU, you could argue, is is a national brand in a way. I mean, at, least, at least- It is, you know, it I is. Mean, Cincinnati, obviously, I mean, Cincinnati would probably be the favorite of the Big 12 with OU and UT in it right now, you know, or at least up there. So I'm just saying, while it doesn't, they don't have the, the appeal they're not as, I guess, sexy as UT and OU. It's, it almost feels like there's some excitement about adding those four teams. And in terms of like, if you could recruit to UTSA or SMU better than Tech, I mean, 
that has not been my experience and in, in covering recruiting and moving forward like there has been some people especially initially uh some players like oh, i'm gonna wait and see but now i feel like with them being proactive there is a positive feeling about adding those four schools um for texas tech's uh perspective it looks like i don't think it's gonna be like 25 years like it was first reported but it looks like at least for a while they're still gonna play texas so you're still gonna get that revenue losing ou i mean there's not really a rivalry there other than what's kind of been cultivated uh, in this short time in the big 12 so i mean Honestly, for, at least for Texas Tech, it's kind of overblown. I, not initially, but the way it's shaken out now, I just, yeah, I don't, I really don't believe that you can recruit to UTSA or SMU easier than, than Texas Tech or Oklahoma State or uh, name any of the other schools, you know, that are kind of out, out away from those bigger cities. Yeah, you know, now Houston, I think there's something to be said that Houston's going to have a heck of an advantage. I think you can recruit to TCU easier than you can to Oklahoma State or Tech. Um, But, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Every program has something unique to offer. Tech is building. uh, It's going to be one of the nicest football practice facilities. Just got a big $20 million donation from one of those guys who shockingly is going to be on the coaching search committee. So, I mean, uh, there's some uh, there's a lot of reasons for optimism for the program. They just need to find the right guy. I'm glad you mentioned TCU because if that job comes open, that that's a that's a spot for Jeff Trailer as well. It's a strange new world. I just had a lot of a lot of weird conference realignment related questions about a coaching search, but we're gonna let you get back to it, Jared. We appreciate it as always. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks again to Jarrett for joining us right after the press conference. So he was on his phone. He's in the media room. Heard a little clipping, a little audio peeking here or there. It happens. We're working on the fly. We're not all just sitting around in our studios. I mean, I am, but we've got people on the scene. Audio, audio glitches happen. So thanks to Jarrett. Thanks to Lance Glenn, our great producer for stitching up those episodes or the audio. See, I just misspoke there. So it happens, James Franklin. It absolutely happens. Have a great Wednesday. No football on tonight. I know we're getting to that time of year where, where we have Wednesday night and, and Tuesday night football. That is next week. The Mac is back on doing Max and stuff next week. So no football on tonight. Go do something else. we got football on Thursday. We'll have a great weekend following that. We'll talk to you next time on the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.